0: Hello, hello, you are listening to the Salon Owner School podcast. I'm Sam Huber, the CEO here at PIP University. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. To learn more about PIP University and our course for salon owners, Rich Life CEO, you can visit us at pip-university.com. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump in on our topic for today, falling victim to our own vision. And I'm going to be fully transparent about this because I probably have some insight to add that wasn't originally intended, Um, but usually Jess, who's one of our professors, Puts like the topics together, schedules the clubhouse, and she had something come up this morning. So we are going to take over and do it. And as I read the description, I'm like, okay, so this is a little bit different. And I'm sure that I'm going to have some differences to add to this because all of us are in different stages of our careers, different stages of salon ownership. And just like you guys. So I'll start off with. You know the original description was all about falling victim to the vision awareness the complaints that we receive the prices that we pay to eventually be where we want to be and i'll definitely say this it's so funny because as professors we have and mallory and jesse this will be just a great topic for the three of us to really talk about all of us professors have a group text message we're always texting in it and it's so cool to see the different stages that we're in based on what we talk about in the group text message, because one of the, the big things that's been coming up is, you know, online reviews or reviews in general, honestly. And I'll just put this out here. <laughs> I have been slaughtered in online reviews. Um, and for years, I mean, from day one, really we've, we've been in business for 10 years. And from day one, we've had terrible online reviews. Now, we have a lot more great reviews than we do bad reviews, but we have so many bad reviews. And that's just really like the law of averages playing out. When you see, you know, at one point, I don't even know what our guest count is now, but at one point, we were seeing a 1,000 guests a month. Right now, I think we're seeing like 800 guests a month. When you're seeing that many people, it's going to be impossible to cater to everyone and so we can expect to get some really bad reviews it's the same thing with turnover in our salons the longer that you've been in business the bigger that you get you can expect to have turnover and not all turnover is bad the thing that gets really really tough and it's completely different when you see this in a pin in a pinterest quote or somebody posts about it on instagram you know when you're going through the shit You just have to keep going. There's better days ahead. You know, all those inspirational quotes. They sound great, especially when you're not in the muck of it, but it always makes you kind of do a a double take and kind of rethink your decisions when you're the one that's actually going through hell. And so I think the whole point of this clubhouse is to really, when you are very firm in your vision and you truly believe what you're doing, despite any turnover, despite any online reviews that are bad and and they're warranted and they're especially when they're warranted and they're bad to remember what your vision is and to you to redirect because this is what so many people do not just in our industry but in general you hit a few speed bumps and you all you all of a sudden start to question everything well this stuff is gonna happen and we get to expect it especially the bigger that our vision is so Mallory and Jesse do you guys have anything to add to that based on your own personal experience or anything that you've went through?
1: I mean, it's such a hard, um, topic to talk about, I guess, just because, yeah, we're all in such different stages and, you know, um, I think just like you said, you always just, you have to have that clear vision. You have to have conviction in your why. And I'm a big proponent of that. I talk about it all the time. And it's even when the times are tough and when things are being thrown at you, it's, you've got to self-reflect and remember why you were doing this in the first place. What was the goal? What are you trying Mm -hmm. to accomplish? And just not letting anybody or anything stand in your way. And that's so
0: much easier said than done. So much easier said tell, than done.
1: <laughs> For sure.
0: I can tell sometimes. I don't even look at, first of all, I'll just say this. I don't, I do not look at online reviews ever, ever. I mean, I can't, it's probably been four years, seriously, since the last time I saw. Now, I'll I take that back. There are sometimes where we post in um, the Wins channel. I have a, a girl on, she's our chief quality officer, Preston, and she handles reviews. So we respond to every review. And she will post like really, really awesome reviews. And obviously if there's a really bad one, I will see it come through and she will, well, I won't see it actually be posted, but she'll post it in Slack and she'll tag Danielle and Rachel in it. But like, I never have anything to say. I think once in the last year and a half, I saw a response right when she took over the reviews, I saw a response that she gave to a negative review and i gave her feedback on it i retyped the response the way that i thought was in alignment with our brand identity and who we are as a company and she's like okay noted got it sounds totally cool but as far as that i never see reviews where then i see other professors where it's something that they're in all the time and it really really gets to them and i remember when this was me and it would bother me. So it would make me lose sleep. Honestly, it would, it would bother me that people would come to the salon and they would have an experience people that were just hateful or they straight up lied. I mean, I I enjoyed responding to those reviews, but people that were warranted that, that it made me lose sleep. And it's like, it's just a good, um, wake up call for me to see like, the things that I deal with now and the things that are on my plate now and how different they are than what they were five years ago. And Mm -hmm. the more you just keep trucking and not let those things deter you. I mean, there's, there are so many salon owners where they start hitting so many bumps in the road and they're like, this is just not for me. I think being a salon owner and owning a salon, Ooh, man, I think it's damn near the hardest business to, to run. I really do. I think it's so freaking hard. So when we sign up for this, we have to expect these challenges because they're going to come. And they're going to come all the time in several different facets. Mallory, what would you – or, yeah, Jessie. I like was just going to
1: gonna say I 100% agree with you that, I mean, this is a very hard industry. And being a saloner, you have to have thick skin and you have to have conviction in your why. I mean, there's no other way to do it. Totally. It it's every but gosh, it's it sounds so lame. It really does like
0: having conviction in your why and your why keeps you going. But dude, that's the only thing that keeps you going sometimes because
2: uh-huh. sometimes it be that rough.
0: <laughs> yep. Really. Mallory, how about you?
2: Um, I just I agree with you that um, I think this is one of the hardest industries for us to be entrepreneurs and business owners in because there are so many different facets. You know, we work with such talented and wonderful creative professionals. But then we're also I always tell my leader, Danny, we're also service industry to an extent. We're personal Mm -hmm. service industry. I think there, anything in the service industry, whether it's restaurants, coffee shops, you know, personal services, I think we've just been facing a lot over the last few years, just like everybody else. But I think what's really important for me is, um, in my journey, is caring for myself, even when it gets hard. Because if I can't pour from an empty cup, and I have to get what I need in order to serve my team, when some Mm -hmm. of these happens, like either a bad review, or turnover, or Hell, we just had water leaking through the ceiling on Saturday at our salon because somebody mm-hmm. on the third floor apartment overflowed their sink and it came two stories down to us. So it's almost like there are times where you just think, gosh, the hits just keep coming. But when you stand in your yep. walk, care for yourself, then you can you know, basically make stuff happen. You know, that's a really,
0: really good point, Mallory, and something that I don't know if we've ever talked on, talked about on Clubhouse before when you're like being there for yourself, how important it is, oh my goodness, to have people in your corner that do the same thing as you. And I'm not talking about your husband and I'm not talking about your best friend and I'm not talking about anyone on your team. I'm talking about external sources that are also salon owners. Like we have each other Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh, there is not a more convicting personal testimony that I have to the power of being able to talk to other, men or women, doesn't have to be women, that that literally, this is the whole Brene Brown thing, like there's only one guarantee when you get in the arena and that's you're gonna get your ass kicked. And there's just nothing more comforting, more inspiring, nothing that gives you more hope than other men and women that are fighting the same fight that you're fighting and they're taking the blows that you're taking and to see how and it's so helpful when they're maybe just a little bit further along in their journey and they have they've went through every single thing that you have and you see that they've survived oh my goodness i said i would honestly say that's one of the the biggest pieces of advice that i would have for someone is like find find your people that's what's so powerful about rich life ceo is you you can just i mean that's how we all found each other and it's what helps remind you of your why because you have people that are just as smart as you, even smarter than you, and they're trained the same way to point back to well, why are you doing this? What's the why? And to really help guide you along in a um, a mature and respect respectful really isn't the right word. It's just in a mature, responsible, there responsible kind of
1: way. <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I think that and I I say there are so many best parts of CEO, but really, the community that we have, and the relationships that are fostered, is probably the number one. Because when you can just like you said, when you can go to somebody who's smarter than you, that's doing the same thing as you. I mean, that is powerful right there. Because, you know, when we were, um, when we had Chris on the other day, and she was talking mm-hmm. about accepting feedback. And, you know, when it comes to accepting feedback from our teams and that kind of stuff, that feedback can only be taken in a certain way or with a certain uh, degree because they're not in your position. They never have been in your position. So it's mm. so vital to have people who understand what you're going through on the day to day and be able to talk to them. Like I always tell my team, you know, don't talk down, talk up, talk to the people who can actually help you. So it's, it's
2: kind of just like that. Mm, I love that.
1: Mallory, do you have anything?
2: Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, Jesse. I, um, just the community of other owners and we're all on the same team. There's no competitiveness. There's everyone is, working in their own way on similar goals and trying to move their businesses forward. And I think that is truly what makes our program so special is the community of others that you can learn from and grow from, whether it's on Slack, whether it's on a clubhouse, whether it's on blackboards, like blackboards are honestly some of the best, my favorite Mm -hmm. to do, because we get to collaborate in real time and like talk through challenges, celebrate each other. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's not like so we just have a Facebook
1: I'm group where we reroute a people. little bit. Okay. You go, Jesse, you go. Jessie. Oh, I was just saying it's not like, like we just have a Facebook group, you know, where you, you don't know these people. It's like you're in the thick of it with mm. these people in the trenches mm. going through it. And that's what, like the blackboards where you can see each other's faces, you can talk in real time and then Slack, you know, it's such a closer community than, any of the other programs that I've really seen anyway. And I think that is such a special thing that we have.
0: Yeah. And we're all we're all implementing the same stuff. We're implementing yep. the really, really hard stuff that makes those relationships and those conversations on those platforms even richer. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of switching gears like completely in this. I think this is really relevant, though, because. It is. It also gets to be said because I've seen this pop up in my life a couple times in the last two months, probably. But, and I also listened to this podcast with Alex Hermosi, who I, you know, am like (laughs) him and his wife, like lightweight, obsessed with. And he, Alex Hermosi did a podcast with Ed Milette. and man it was good it was all about rowing in a when you're rowing in a boat and if the the input that you're putting in is worth the output that you're receiving and there was a point that got brought up because i am all about doing the work doing the dirty work and i'm all about this is going to be hard and there's so many people out there that are like, it doesn't have to be hard. You can do it and it feel light. And that's probably very true, but perspective is everything to a comment like that. And many people don't have the perspective to say, this is easy. This is light because sometimes it's not. And just because it's not, and it's hard and it's tough as shit, doesn't mean it's a bad thing. That We don't have to, we're meaning making machines. We don't have to make that mean anything greater than what it is. But sometimes it's really hard. A lot of the times it's really hard. And I welcome that because I know that's going to make me tough. It's going to make me resilient. It's going to make me so fucking smart. I mean, it's the reason why I feel like I'm so successful today is because I don't shy away from hardness. I don't shy away when stuff gets really tough. I dig in even more. So I want that to preface what I'm getting ready to say. I also believe that anytime that you go for something, I mean, you gotta go, and Alex Ramosi says this all the time, and I have said this for years you gotta go hard at something for the long run. You know, it's like social media. I, I see my song, girls, I don't even say anything anymore just because it goes through one ear and out the other, but you know, posting and them gaining not even followers, but engagement to turn people into into guests, where there may be girls that do this for 30 days, 60 days, and then there's big inconsistency with it. And it's like that you've got to do something and do it over and over and over again for years, sometimes before you see results at all. And so for my salon, you know, it's been 10 years, we saw really, really great results. Pretty much right away but it was like our fourth year we really really started cooking and then i was able to do a lot you know in my company with moving a thousand miles away it's still running and now it really not needing me because we've got great leadership in place there comes a time and in the podcast they say this sometimes you need to make your boat better or you need to row faster or row more methodically But then there are times where you need to get a different boat. It's, it's time to close up shop. And I have a a dear friend, Jenny, and she owns a dance house. Well, it's called dance house fitness, like a fitness studio here in Houston. She's done it for 10 years, quit her corporate job, making $150,000 a year and went out on a limb and started this dance studio where she does, you know, they're big on Instagram. Dancing and stuff like that, and she just announced that she's closing the doors. And I'm like, I, I remember at this Super Bowl party, I went up to her because she she hadn't said anything, but she was saying a lot of stuff on her stories of like, I've got a big, you know, or big things coming, big things in the works. So at Super Bowl, I was like, So is something going on? Because and I never ask stuff like this of of people if they're like hinting stuff, but I'm just so curious because she had been doing making posts like that and messaging like that on her stories every single day for like the last four weeks and i'm like what's going on and she's like i'm i'm closing dance house fitness and i almost fell off the couch because she has poured her heart and soul into this she loves this and i mean really it has become her it is absolutely her social media identity everybody knows her from that and she was like it's just not I did it. I did it for 10 years. It got me to where I am. It gave me the notoriety. It gave me the following. It gave me the clients, but she's like, I never just wanted to be only in Houston. I I wanted to be, she wants to be worldwide, honestly. And I thought to myself, how fucking brave, how brave is that? Like, and it's, she mourned it for a year. She knew she was going to do this for a year before she actually did it now she's got plans that she's going to do an app and things like that and she's going to announce that soon but i thought sometimes we look at that and i know that this isn't a popular thing like we don't talk about this and i especially don't talk about this because i'm like go hard you can do this at least do it for 10 years now for me it's 10 years it's kind of like my my trigger but whatever that is for for anybody else at least put in the time because your vision deserves it, your why deserves it. But at the same time, it's like I always talk about in our industry, the other side of the story isn't talked about enough. This is also another side of the story that I have never spoken to, I've never talked about. But there is another side where your vision changes. Your vision changes and you get to be resilient with that and you get to be open to the vastness of what your vision holds and what it held 10 years ago may not be the same thing that it holds right now. Now, I am very hesitant to like talk like this because way too many people jump ship way too early. And it's they're, they're looking for the fastest way to be successful, to make money, to have residual income, to have that freedom so they can go on yachts and vacations and buy whatever they want, buy their dream home. And it's like, no matter what you do, hard work is required. Bad fucking reviews will happen. Turnover will happen. And it's going to suck no matter what you do. So before people hear this messaging and and they're like, well, maybe that's me. It's like, think really long and hard. And for me, it's like, you got to put in the work for at least 10 years. For hairstylists that are just getting started in in our industry, I always used to say, hard work for one year and and honestly even one year I look at like that's not long enough hard work for one year where you're doing nothing else and you are all consumed with being a hairstylist not five days a week at least eight hours a day if not more one year you got to put in the time to see if you can really get it off the ground for salon ownership I feel like it's even longer than that but there does come a time where you get to reassess if your vision is still the same If it's bigger, if it's different, if it's if it's not as big as you thought it was, maybe it's the complete opposite. I think it's super important that we shed light on this. And I love it that my friend Jenny, there's there's no shame. There's no shame in what she's doing. But she did sit on it for a while. And there's also a a girl that I follow on Instagram and we're friends also. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention her name, but I also saw that she was closing her salon and the only thing that I can think about with that is like, I I just commend it. I think it's the most beautiful thing in the world because she's open about it and she knows the vision has changed for her. And so for anybody that's listening or going to listen, the first thing I would say is follow your vision. And it's kind of like the first part of this clubhouse was one way, but the second house is the complete opposite or the second part of this is complete opposite, but do whatever you can to stand in your why but also be smart enough and responsible enough to listen to what's really going on it's going to get hard so when it's hard that doesn't mean just jump ship but there does come a time where maybe it changes for you for i never in a million years thought that i would retire from behind the chair I never in a million years thought that I would move a thousand miles away and not be in my salon at all, but one time a year for two hours, but I was open to what my vision was holding and my vision evolved as I evolved as a woman. And I think it's very, very important because then we're trying to force something that our heart really isn't in. If I were to try to make myself stay in Louisville and make myself be in the salon every day, I'm sure it would have been a clusterfuck and it would have been a lot harder in the journey that I did take, which was hard because I was trying to, because I would have been trying to force something that, that really my path. So I'll stop right there. Mallory or Jesse, do you guys have anything to say or anybody that's listening? If you guys have any comments or anything that you want to add or any questions,
1: you can raise your hand. I mean, you just opened a whole can of worms there, Heather. (laughs)
0: I know, Jesse. I know, I know. I know I did. I know. But when I saw the description for this, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go here because if not, I'm going to feel like a fraud if I don't.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's great. And I think, I think you're, you're absolutely right. It's great to shed light on that. And it's not talked about enough in the industry. I mean, you know, I'm a mom, so I'm just thinking about, it's kind of like, you know, childbirth and all that stuff. Like you talk Mm. about all sorts of things, but you never hear about, like there's this whole other side of it that nobody ever talks about. And once you do it, you're like, why didn't anybody tell me about that? So oh gosh! It, oh, yeah. don't even get mm-hmm. me started. Now that's a whole other yeah. can of worms. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> For me. But yeah, it's. I think it's really great that you you brought that up. And, um, you know, especially like, you're not the same person that you were- No. When you o- opened up, you know? So of course no. your vision and, and, I mean, I think there's part of the vision that, probably still is lingering, but it's, it's evolved. It's changed just like you. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really smart to bring that up. And I think that's really great.
0: And it's like, we can, we can our visions can evolve and we can evolve with them and as long as we're not our come from isn't, well, I want to do this because I think it's going to be easier and I'm going to make money faster. Oh, Cause yeah. that will never, that will never fucking work out. It will never mm-hmm. work out. The whole point about that podcast was sometimes you need to get a different boat
1: mm-hmm. because,
0: Oh, this is going to be really good. This will really drive it home. Sometimes you need to get another boat because the input that you're putting in, isn't worth the output that you're receiving anymore. For example, I literally never thought that I would go to sell my salon. That is something that I am open to now is um selling and it will be when it happens it will be an internal sale sale and i look at it because who i was when i was 26 years old and started this company i i'm not i'm not a completely different person but i will just be open about this the lifestyle that i live is vastly fucking different. I mean, it is completely different. And um, money means a lot to me. Freedom means a lot to me. I I just announced it this last week. I'm getting ready to have a baby, my first baby in two months. Woo-hoo. And um, I haven't, like I've taken a lot of time off work. Like last year I didn't work for seven months because I got married, we built a house we sold our house and I completely revamped it with my own two hands from top to bottom. And then I've had the worst pregnancy a woman could like ever have. And I was sick in bed forever. So that required for me to be off. That freedom means a lot to me. And, and now it is definitely a non-negotiable, but so is money. And so who I was when I was 26 years old and thought, okay, this is really good money. To me, now that's not good money anymore. My threshold for financial abundance has opened widely. And because I'm willing to make the tough decisions, I'm willing to walk through all the fear in the world and I'm willing to work my ass off. Because I do believe hard work is required. Mm -hmm. That now I see that the output that I get from the boat that I've been rowing for me is I can have more. I can experience more and it's time not necessarily right now but I'm open to it being time to pass the baton and this could be you know just like crazy to some people and I love my salon and my salon is my baby but you know there just comes a time where I am what I want to experience in life the capacity is so much greater than what it was ten years ago and I have PIP University and I have the salon and I have made that salon a mean machine, a mean machine. And I can choose to keep doing both and it dilutes my focus a little bit, you know, cause I am doing both, even though the salon doesn't take up a lot of my time or I can go all in on one thing. Cause I look at when I'm rowing the boat of PIP university and the output that I get from that and PIP stands for positively impacting people. The positive impression that I get to make on people and the number of people is so much bigger, so much bigger than what I can do in my salon. To me, it's like all arrows are pointing to this being a good decision. Now, a year ago, I would have never have said this. But as I've gotten pregnant, obviously went through pregnancy hormones and emotions and all that stuff. But also just as I've gotten older and I've really listened and accepted my vision being evolved and me being open to that, this is kind of where I'm at right now. And it's a very, very important story to tell. So I don't know if any of you guys relate to this now. It's great if you don't, but it's also great if you do, but in the future, just remember this, that your vision is going to evolve and you get to evolve with it and it does, there doesn't have to be any shame around it. If it's time to switch boats. But I have to say, it's only time to switch boats after you've put in years and years and years of work and your, your come from isn't because you think something else is going to be easier or make you more money.
1: Mallory, Jesse, do
0: you guys have any last
2: minute words to bring to the table?
1: No, ma'am. I think you covered it.
2: I agree. I think that was very well said, Heather. Well,
0: good. I'm sure it's really coming out of left field for some, but it'll probably be insightful for many. So thank you guys so much for joining us on this Monday, and I hope everybody has a great week. Thank you so much, Mallory and Jesse, for being on here with me. Yeah,
2: thank thank you. you. Bye, Bye, everyone.